Hello. How? <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi out there. Um, New format tonight. Boy, it's it's a good thing that this is the more casual episode we're doing. Um, yes. Yeah, we just kind of jumped in there. Um, but yeah, hi, hello. Um, we are the fandom correspondents. Um, some of them. Some of them, true. Not all of them. J- just some of them. Um, and we are doing um, just kind of a new segment um, on our podcast, Fandom Talk, where um, I just wanted to kind of do a show that was more kind of freeform, that was more kind of casual and laid back, where um, various groupings of us just kind of talk about the stuff we've been up to um, and just kind of have a chance to just kind of chat about the things we've been into, things we've read or watched or played or whatever it might be, just anything on our minds. Um, but yeah, it's not just me. Um, I'm joined by two of our fandom correspondents. Um, hi, my name is Al, and I'm also joined by um, the most recent addition to the fandom correspondents roster, um, even though I guess it's been a while now, but mm-hmm. I'm joined by Alyssa. Yeah, I... I've definitely done a couple of these already. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. And I am joined by one of my favorite people, Jenny. Hello. Or, I'm so ooh. happy to be here. Woo. Woo. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now I know what everyone is thinking. Um, this is unprecedented. Um, there's, there's a fandom podcast with not one, but two women on it but um yeah everybody out there just be amazed because that's what we do um but yeah we're just gonna um honestly we're just gonna hang out we're just gonna chat for a bit about the things we've been into um this last week or couple of weeks um anything just kind of on our minds anything that we've been enjoying in our free time um and yeah we'll Hit a couple s- small segments on the way, but um, yeah, expect this to just be a bit more freeform, a bit more casual than what uh, we usually try to do with our structure. Um, but um, I'll go ahead and start things off because I know there's a couple projects that um, Alyssa is very excited to talk about. So um, I'll start things off. Alyssa, what kind of things have you been up to uh, the last couple of weeks? You can tell me about. Anything you've been reading, anything you've been playing or watching, whatever it might be? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, this is a plug for all of my ADHD friends out there um, who will probably know and understand just the absolute absurdity of having a lot of special interests and a lot of things that you're into because. I feel like I haven't been up to a whole lot, and then I, like, look back on the last couple weeks, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I found that thing, or I started watching that show and never finished it, or I picked up that book, or started that game. So, um, yeah, like, I have stuff in every category. Mm -hmm. Um, Just recently started playing Stardew Valley again, more seriously, um, for all of the people who... I appreciate these people very much, but all of the people on the Stardew Valley subreddit who hopped onto Jacob's stream that one time when we decided to help him find the raccoon cult in Stardew Valley, um, they all know that I've been very obsessed with this game for a long time, and it was just a lot of fun to get back into. Um, 
if you are interested in David Lynch-esque weirdness, but also played Farmville back in like 2007 to 2008, this is the game for you. It's a lot of fun. Very odd, very weird. Um, it's got some Animal Crossing vibes. I've described it as the game that I wanted Animal Crossing to be. Um, so very fun, very neat, um, very weird, very, very weird, but very fun. Um, in addition to that, Al, you and I started watching Ted Lasso, which was yeah. a show that I was not expecting to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably one of the best shows that I've watched. It's incredible. I don't even like soccer slash British football very much, and I love that show. Um, very well written, very good cast of characters, very good combination of this is hilarious one minute and then you are crying the next, but then you're laughing again. Um, yeah, super fun. A um, lot of bad language, but also it's set like outside of London and the aversion to cuss words is definitely more of an American thing, I think. Yeah. Um, other than that, just a wholesome good show. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah. Um, since uh, we are the fandom correspondents, we do have an investment um, in f- fandom things that happen. Uh, for any of you MCU fans out there, um, oh yeah, um, small spoilers for the end of um, Thor: Love and Thunder, which has been out for a while now. It's been like two months. If but, you haven't um, seen it by now, it's your fault. Yeah, I mean you gotta <laughs> get out there and watch these things. But um, small spoilers for that. Um, the actor who is going to presumably uh, play the MCU's version of Hercules. Honey, you mean Hercules? i do mean hunkulies um uh, that actor um plays (laughs) one of the main characters um in ted hassa and the character he plays um especially in season one it gives a very good sneak peek at what we can expect from his portrayal of hercules i think he's gonna be a perfect um depiction of the Marvel version of Hercules, who just who's his just main kind super, of a dick. Yeah, his main superpower <laughs> is being an asshole. And, <laughs> and I think um, I think they got about the best actor they could have to do a good job of that. But um, but yeah, that show's great. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it a bit more here in a s- second. Um, but I believe. Uh, before we close out and transition to someone else, I believe, Alyssa, you have a special reading project you just recently started. Oh, you are going to make me do this. Okay. Um, so this past weekend was our fearless leader's birthday. Happy birthday, Jacob. We love you. Um, and he and I got kind of drunk at an arcade and started talking about Aragon. (laughs) As one does. As one does. You know, (laughs) casual Saturday night. Who hasn't had a casual Saturday night getting drunk at an arcade slash flea market and talking about dragon books? Um, So he and I made an agreement that we are going to reread the Aragon series 
Um, hush. So here's my thing. This is my soapbox. Are we doing soapboxes now or are we doing that later? We are doing them later. Okay. More on that spoiler, to come. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert for about a half hour from now, everybody. I have thoughts and feelings. And my therapist told me that it's not healthy to keep those in all the time. So I'll be discussing those later. Ginny, on to you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the last few weeks I've been pretty focused on work and I've actually been more social. So as far as fandom stuff, I haven't done a lot. I've done like trivia and bingo and like actually like left my apartment, which if you know me is a huge deal. Uh, see me. Yes, and we got to go and visit our friends, and it's been good. But um, I did recently get into a really interesting show that I didn't think I was going to like at first. Um, and it's called Good Trouble. Um, are, are either of you familiar oh, with Oh, yeah, I've heard of this one. Yeah, so it's like if Seventh Heaven was on steroids, I feel like. That's a really good way. Um, but no, no, like seriously, it's it's a free-form show. Um the network freeform and it's uh, about these two sisters they go to they go to LA one's a lawyer one's in um like tech um and like it's you just kind of follow them in their life and like it's one of the first shows I've seen that doesn't really shy away from really uncomfortable like real topics like um like isn't it kind of like euphoria but with like actual adults instead of exploiting high schoolers isn't that like kind of the thing? I don't feel like it's as dramatic as Euphoria. Like when I say like, um, like I know that I just kind of contradicted myself, but like when I talk, like when I mention like the dramatics like of it, it's like more like realistic. Like like there's like um, a, a storyline like that goes to, like talks about like BLM and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's kind of like uh, shows you like um, like what it looks like for um, the people that like fall into the cracks of like, you know, like poverty and like stuff like that. And um, it, it can get like uncomfortable because of how realistic it is, but like, it's still, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like it's a very unique show. Um, I don't feel like I'm doing a great job of explaining it, but I highly recommend it. Um, there's also like, you know, stupid stuff in it too, because it is, you know, a freeform show, but uh, you know, like stupid, like love stuff. I don't know. I'm kind of over like romance and media, but that's just me being cynical. So ignore that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that's like the newest like hyperfixation I have. Uh, we love yeah. to see it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's true. If there's one thing all of us have in common is that we have um, various fluctuating hyper. Fixations <laughs> yes. that we focus on. So I feel that. Um, okay, yeah, sweet. Sounds good. Um, but um, yeah, um, as I said before, I've also been watching um, Ed Lasso. Uh, Melissa and I watch that together because we live with each other. Um, because we're it's husband okay. and wife. <laughs> we're married. We're not living in sin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. D- calm down, all you, all you fandom <laughs> puritans out there <laughs> clutching at your pearls. 
Calm down. My mother does watch this show. Listen. That's Listen. impressive. She yeah. watches our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. My mom. My mom does not watch the show. Um, but she would also approve of the fact that we are indeed married entwined in matrimony while we live together yeah um, matrimony worse, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hi this is mom um but um yeah i've also been watching um ted lasso um and um it is a really great show um it's it's kind of unique in that um yes there is a lot of language on that show it definitely isn't one to throw on with the kids but um, it's for all of the rough language that is in that show. Um, it's an oddly very wholesome show, and it's a lot more wholesome than I was expecting it to be, um, especially within the first couple episodes. Because the first couple episodes kind of set up this kind of s- sinister plot against the main titular character. Which is not a spoiler. Of, like, it's yeah, in the description of the show. Yeah, that um, you're kind of expecting it to kind of dominate the tone of that show, or or at least be the underlying factor of everything that happens. But, but what you get is just a lot of really wholesome and healthy um, depictions of, of character interactions, and, like, especially when you get into season two, which the, the seasons are very short. Um, especially when you get into season two, you get very interesting and, for the most part, very healthy looks at, like, relationships and, like, very interesting looks at, like, different kinds of family dynamics and how those can be very different and how different people kind of react to similar situations. But, like... the comedy in it, like, it never feels like anybody is punching down with their jokes, which has become, like, um, yeah. a very important thing in comedy to me. Um, a very underrated show that um, also, or I guess not underrated, a show that you would not expect to do that as well, but if you invest time in it also does that very well um is actually it's always sunny in philadelphia you were gonna say that. because <laughs> and these shows in tone and in execution are very different shows but on the one hand with it's always sunny you never get the feeling that they're hunching down because the people who are mean and who are toxic even if it's the main characters themselves um they face consequences for when they are that way. Um, And it's like a reminder that like their characters aren't ever like celebrated or shown in a positive way. And on the flip side of that, you have Ted Lasso where um, similarly when characters are shown to be like toxic, very toxic or very negative towards each other. They literally Um, get punched in the face. Yeah. It's shown (laughs) that like there are consequences for them acting that way. And so um, it isn't used as like a way to tell jokes. It's used as a way to kind of show the environment that these characters are trying to build. 
And so it's very oddly wholesome. Um, it has um, a very interesting kind of discussion on, on, on like cultures that are typically very masculine um, and very toxic. And like, there's a lot of episodes with really good discussions of that and how it kind of subverts a lot of those expectations. Um, so yeah, it's just really good. It also reminded me of um, Space Force, which mm, uh, we oh. also watched. We watched that like uh, the day it came out, but <laughs> that's also an excellent <laughs> show. And it kind of has has a similar vibe, where like the characters in Space Force, like for the most part, they're very kind towards yeah. each other, and they're very genuine um, towards each other. Um, you pointed out a scene in season two. Where um, of which show Space Force? Uh, of Space Force, yeah. Okay. Where um, where Adrian um is talking to um the other scientist. I forget his name. But like another yes. main character in the show, and um, they're talking about um a job offer they have, and and the other character says um. You know, I would be honored to be like the 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 um, the go on to your Goku or whatever the line is. Um, I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, and like several <laughs> years ago, that would have been the lead-in to other characters being very mean and um and making fun of that character for being a giant nerd. Um. And instead, Adrian is, is just very kind. And it's just like, you always teach me new things. And, like, you keep me young. And, like, um, that kind of wholesomeness and that kind of positivity um, is really at work um, in Ted Lasso as well. And oh, it's just, okay. I don't know. It's a type of comedy that I think is slowly becoming a lot more popular. And I think yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, because it's just very refreshing to see and hear. Like, yeah. it's very nice to sit down and know that, like, these people, if they are going to be mean or unfair to each other, there's going to be consequences for that. And for the most part, they're going to be very kind to each other anyway. Yeah. And there's still going to be humor and drama and tension within that still. But um, it won't resort, like, to punching down or being cruel or anything like that, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and I like, too, like, on the flip side of all of that, it does also talk about, like, toxic positivity, which is something that is not really shown or talked about very much, where, like, you don't have to be, you know, happy-go-lucky smile on your face all the time. Like, in fact, sometimes that is extremely unhealthy, and they address that, like, pretty strongly, too. Um, so it's awesome. it's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's a good show. It's Lots a great of fun. show. I've heard so many people talk about it. I really want to watch it. What's it streaming on? Unfortunately, it's stre streaming on Apple, yeah. I think. But Apple we TV. got... But yeah, um, handy handy tip uh, for everybody out there um, who has PlayStation. Um, if you have a PlayStation Plus account um, of any kind, even just like the bare like essential plan... Um, you get six free months of Apple TV Plus. Um, okay. 
Yeah, which yeah. I was completely unaware of until I yeah. the app and it was just like, hi, would you like to cash in your free six months of Apple TV? And I was just like, oh. Absolutely, I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Initially, I was just going to do the seven-day free trial because I'm cheap. But then we downloaded it and realized we could do that. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, that works. So, yeah, handy tip to everybody out there. Um, and, like, I know... Apple TV doesn't have like a super huge catalog of content, but I've heard that a lot of what they have is really good. Um, I know the Adam Scott show, um, Everance, is also on there, which I've heard is really, really good. So I'll probably watch that. Um, Might as well. As well. You have it, yeah. After we're done with Ted Lasso. But, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Either way, that show's great. Um, as we've already said, everybody should. Check it out. Yeah. Stream it, pirate it, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adding a small disclaimer here that was in for the purpose of a joke. Don't come after me, Apple. Please don't sue me. <laughs> I have an iPhone. I know you're listening. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that. Um, Pirating is not a victimless crime. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the podcast list turns into the dangers of pirating. For legal reasons, pirating is not a big deal. Yeah. Eventually, eventually we'll have a show on here called, like, End of Correspondence After Hours, and we'll get into more explicit stuff and opinions. But... (laughs) But, yeah. um, (laughs) I don't don't know how to feel about that. But, um... Yeah, um, that's what I've been watching primarily. I am behind on the Disney Plus shows. Um, You've been but, playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I kind of want you to talk about that so I can complain about Sephiroth. Um, I have been for a while, yeah. Um, I finished that up last month, I think. But um, No, it's all good. Um, yeah, um, I love Final Fantasy VII. Um, I thought the remake was really good. I'm excited for part two and for um, Crisis Core remake um, to come out. I don't think that comes out this year. I think it comes out in like the first quarter of 2023, I think. But um, yeah, that game's great. Um, It was really enjoyable. You got a lot more... Efferoth in the first third of the game that I think he almost shows up in the entirety of the original game um, which is kind of cool um, but yeah I played that, it was really good um, It seemed like you were having a good time through most of it. It was a good time, yeah um, t- To this day, I have not figured out why the dodge button exists in that game um it doesn't do anything useful at all Uh, but other than that it's fine um but you know it's cool um other than that i finally got around to going back um and playing through on the borderlands 3 elcs um i'm actually on the last one right now which is really sad because that game's really good and the DLCs are really good, and I'm kind of playing it slow because I don't want it to end. Um, 
You weren't this upbeat about it the other night when you were cursing at it. Well, yeah. <laughs> All night long. There are some raids um, that are designed to be played with um, a group of people and not just by yourself, which um, I'll leave it there because I know Jacob is listening to us record it and playing Borderlands 3 as a group is a very <laughs> spot with Jacob and Josh. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> But. Have fun, guys. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. <laughs> I hope you will find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and all of that is great. And then, um, for anyone who doesn't know, we have a Star Wars podcast that Jacob and I do. Um, I've been reading a bunch of stuff for that. Uh, zero spoilers there, though, on any specifics. Um, and then um, I also just read... Um, oh, yeah, I yeah, um, I read a book read that um, Issa introduced me to um, called The Hicks of Crows. Um, it's in the Ash and Bone universe. Like I don't know if it's Ash, Ash and Bone. And, I think it's Ash and Bone because I used Maybe. to say Ash and War, but I was thinking of the Ashes of War, which is That's... an Elden Ring thing. But um, yeah, so the book itself is called Hicks of Crows. Um, Shadow and Bones. Shadow and Bones. Good lord, I cannot keep that name right. <laughs> there you um, go. That's not the name of the book, though. That's that. It's the name of a book in that universe. But the more important one that we have actually read is yes, Six of Crows. Six of Crows. Um, Do you like heists? Do you like heists. steampunk? Do you like the Netherlands? Well, let me introduce you to Six of Crows, because it's kind of those things, but still in a fantasy world with magic. Yeah, and um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's basically a heist set and like a... I wouldn't say a high fantasy setting, but like a steampunk, steampunk kind of fantasy, fantasy setting. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, the most advanced thing I encountered in the book were like... Guns? Early versions of a tank, and that's about it. But um, oh, that's a spoiler. I mean, oh, that's okay. There is a tank in this book. That's <laughs> that's about all the info you have. Um, Good luck finding it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a really enjoyable um, little adventure. I'm glad you fun. liked it because there's a second one. <laughs> yeah, and so I'll read that eventually. I'm glad I liked it too because I was not a big fan of the show that I tried to watch, and even though I was a fan of the heist stuff in the show. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the heist stuff in the show, like, the same characters make an appearance in the show, and there's, like, a few different plot lines, and, like, the characters from this particular book were one of the plot lines in the show, and they were objectively the best part of it. Yeah, so, um... Sorry, Ben Barnes. Yeah. Everything <laughs> else that happens in that show just it's kind of like, um, I don't know. Like, it's insane because, like, the storylines that happen in the show is, like, uh, there's a group of people doing a heist. And there's a group of people who are partaking in, like, a, in like a full-scale military conflict almost a war and that uses like 
Magic. Magic and guns. And, like, there's also, like, a bunch of fantasy monsters and creatures in it. Yeah. Um, um, there's, and, like, a whole shadow realm that they're fighting in. Yeah. Um, there's another plot line with, like, literal fanatic pirates. Yeah. And the most interesting part um, of all of it. Yeah. All of that is, like, in the show, is a total, like, who's fest. But somehow, somehow, but um, all of the high stuff is really cool. So I read the first heist book, and I'll read the second one eventually after I clear out a couple of other things I need to read. But um, it feels very much like just reading someone's D and D adventure. Yeah. Like oh, it feels awesome. like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Yeah, I love that. It's yeah, cool. I I loved it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's a very easy read. Um, it goes by pretty fast once you get into it. Um, so, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for what we've been up to in our free time. Um, eventually, this show and its segments will have, like, official names. But um, I'm just going to call that one, like, Free time. <laughs> the of correspondence. Hey. Um, yeah. Um, so now we're getting to um, something that I think would be a fun way to kind of wrap up kind of these shorter episodes. So we've talked about things we've been up to. We've talked about things we've been into. Um, now I want to give everybody just a few minutes to talk uninterrupted. Um, about something that has been on their mind. Um, it can be something we've seen in the news. It can be something we recently like watched in like a fandom project. It could be something that we just kind of thought about the other day and has been on our minds for a while. Um, so starting off our segment called the Soapbox segment, because we're all going to climb on our little hope box in the town in the town square of podcast country i'm not going to i'm going to keep sitting and, here wrapped up in my heated blanket with my little drinky drink in hand. But, yeah. but carry on um, <laughs> and we'll talk about something that's been on our mind so jenny i'll start with you what are you going to get on the soapbox about today um i don't know if i really have anything uh let me th- think okay. and i've had a few hours to think about this and i can't um <laughs> <laughs> i got you if you uh, want um i can go to somebody else and go back to you yes come back to me because i know there's something there it's just my mind <laughs> oh i got you i got you it's been a we record these in like the middle of the week so like we're very much in the mindset of Oh my God! It's Wednesday or Thursday, and we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so, just got through Hump Day, yeah. so it's all good. Yeah. Um, so, Lisa, I'll go to you. What are you gonna get on your imaginary, not actual soapbox about today? Um. Well, since we brought it up earlier, I guess I have to talk about Aragon. Um, so like I said before, Jacob and I are going to be reading through this and then eventually having a longer talk about it. 
Um, I got through the prologue in like three pages of the first chapter so far. Um, have not read this since probably seventh grade, I think is around when that came out. Like 2006, 2007-ish. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Um, I, I'm trying. <laughs> um, I think my big takeaway with this right now is that, like, just keeping in mind that this was something that was written by a 15-year-old, I'm not going to be someone to bully a 15-year-old. Um, it's not, it's not great. I'm sure once I get into it a little bit more, I'll start remembering things, but it it's a lot to take in right now. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes, because again, I really don't remember a whole lot about this book and about this series. Um, yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a struggle to start it. Um, I'm normally someone who can read through like a three or 400 page book in like four or five hours. Um, it's true. It is. I've, I've watched her do it. You've watched me finish all of the Court of Thorns and Roses books in two days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some of those are hefty. Yeah, um, scary to watch. I absorb information. <laughs> um, like that said, like, this one, this one is going to take some time, and I'm going to do it, because I said I was going to do it. I might have been under the influence and pressured <laughs> into this under false pretenses, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> Actually, I might have been the one doing the pressuring for this. Yes, I was. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I, I super got to do it now, um, just for the sake of my pride. But we're, we're going to read them. We're going to get through it. Um We'll be sharing, like, probably regular updates about it. Um, I've been taking screenshots and sending it to my friends as we go through of different things. Um, one thing that I know we all love to joke about with those books is the whole more rugged than any elf, but more handsome than if any man line <laughs> from, I think, the second book. Um, yeah. that format for describing things starts in the prologue, like <laughs> that more X than any Y, but more A than any B kind of format starts in the prologue. Um, it starts with like a sword description, like this sword was more solid than any other sword, but also more flexible for the sake of slipping between ribs or the hardest armor or whatever. Um, I forget the exact line because, you know, mm. I don't know how to memorize things like that. But but that's that's mm. the idea. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. We've already got some conflict. You know, you got your boy, the butcher, who's just an asshole for no reason. Um, hopefully we find out why eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at. So that's my soapbox. Nice. Um, yeah. So why exactly did you decide to read these again? There's a show coming out. 
I think on. That, oh Hulu? yeah, there, there's a show coming. Uh, Disney Plus, actually. Yeah. Disney Plus. It's just straight up on Disney Plus. Yes. Wow. And Alyssa, that night you said actually controversial. Uh, it makes sense that it's on Disney Plus, and I was like, okay, that's what you said, and I you didn't elaborate. Okay. Yeah. So so I think what I meant because I do have like a vague recollection of that. I think what I meant is that it makes sense that it's being a show and not remade into movies again. Because there was the one movie that we're just not gonna talk too much about. Um, I think it lends itself very well to a show format. And if it's on a platform like Disney Plus that typically has a younger audience that it caters to, I do think that if it's going to be a media, that is the media for it. Um, Again, you know, it's not earth-shattering, groundbreaking, incredible work, but it's very digestible. Um, the elements of a good story are there. Um, and it's, you know, despite my griping about trying to read the book, it is an interesting story. Um, and I think doing more of like a show format would be a much a much better way to try and convey that than through a movie. So, so yeah, it's, it's probably not going to be stellar. I mean, it's not going to be great, but I think I used this term to describe other books and shows that we were talking about that night. It might be like, you know, brain candy, you know, just, just something that you can kind of just enjoy without it being super great. Um, I am a huge fan of the librarian movies. Yeah. They are horrid, horrid, um, but they're also incredible because of how horrid they are. Fair. So, I get it. Yeah, super big fan of those. Um, I agree he, with half that statement, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted he wanted to be Brendan Fraser in the Mummy so bad, um, and that's okay. It 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 is what it is, and I thoroughly enjoyed those movies and i think we might get that same kind of vibe out of the show i don't know i also kind of forgot that there was going to be a show until we just brought that up like it's one of those things that i keep like remembering when it comes up and then immediately forgetting so do you think we'll have jeremy irons back for that no (laughs) not at all (laughs) not at all well I don't think I don't think Aragon falls into the category of things that like older accomplished actors can look back on and just be like, oh, we're bringing that back. Like, I love to be in it. Like okay. that happens a lot with stuff. He literally decided to do Justice League after doing Batman v Superman, though. So well, yeah, but <laughs> that was like a contract. I think uh, it wasn't yeah. like, hey, Jerry Myers, remember Aragon <laughs> from. <laughs> Whatever the hell Aragon movie came out, would you like to try it again? <laughs> but this time it'll take more of your time because it's a show instead of a movie. <laughs> yes, but it also has that good Disney money. So I guess if he's already older and accomplished and is it? not really. <laughs> is it going to have the good Disney money? Or is it going to have true. the okay Disney um, money? <laughs> Disney Plus has yet to turn a profit. It's got so. S- it's got so- <laughs> Really? Some of the Disney money. 
Yeah, there was just a whole report that came out. They are doing better than anticipated for this this year or this quarter or however they measure that, but they still have not turned a profit. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, with like it's like a long term investment. Streaming services in general. I don't think Netflix actually turned a profit over their investments for like three to four years. It took them a long time as well. And they were like brand new and had the monopoly on it at the time. Oh, to be wealthy and just have the money to throw at passion projects. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It would be pretty cool. But, um, no, I'm not going to get a paycheck for this for the next decade. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your thing. Hire Blossom. more actors. <laughs> Buy the rights to Aragon. I don't care. <laughs> 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 that teenager's in his 20s now he's probably spent all of his everything he made from Aragon the first time, give him more did he oh, write anything else? yes he has I've never read anything else he's written but I'm pretty sure he, he wrote other stuff afterwards I would love to have been in on the pitch that somebody had to give to Disney for this like, I mean, they could probably sell ice to an S. That's uh, wasn't a nice thing that I was about to say, but they they must be really good at pitching stuff. <laughs> is what I was trying. <laughs> he must be, he must be the Randy Johnson of sales pitches. <laughs> yes, like how how did Disney agree to that? So actually, he didn't write a whole lot after that. He did a book of short stories in 2018 and then in 2020 he published his first science fiction novel so i'm gonna have to look into that oh 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 he's he's also going to be working on writing the fifth aragon book so oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you know it it was left pretty open-ended i there's i guess (laughs) i'll tell you what i've got I talked about it a little bit last night. I've got a pretty good grasp on what happens in the first Aragon book. All the other ones, in retrospect, just feel like one long-ass book. (laughs) Because I read those when I was in high school, and they all feel like the same thing, just kind of kept happening. I mean, like, it's it's all... It's all just Star Wars. Like that's, all, that's all the story is. I will say, it's just Star Wars. I will say, at the time in high school, I thought it was pretty revolutionary that he wrote a couple of pretty neat female characters. Um, I'm going to have to reread and see if that assessment holds true. Mm. Um, so far, one of those badass, super cool female characters has been described as a very beautiful lady elf. Um the beautiful lady elf. Yeah, literally the beautiful lady elf. She's more um, beautiful than any than any <laughs> human woman. Well, probably. I don't know. Um, more beautiful than any lady elf. Anyway, <laughs> I am interested to see if that middle school assessment holds up. Because, I don't know, that'd be pretty neat to see play out. Mm. So we'll be cool. So yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll be cool. So I'm doing that thing. 
stay tuned. Yeah. Yes. I would have rather have gotten, in retrospect, I would have rather have gotten a few more chapters about the female characters in those books instead of the 800 pages of Aragon talking about what kind of swords there are <laughs> that were in those books. <laughs> but I don't know. Those swords so were pretty say? neat. Who's to say? I, I like the sword and stuff, too. It's it's cool. It gets to be yeah. a little bit much after a while. Well. But it's pretty cool. Um, all right. Um, Jenny, would you like to go next on your soapbox? Well, I don't really know if it's a soapbox, but I did forget to bring this up earlier. Um, so if you aren't listening to the 1975 um why like their new single (laughs) came out uh and it's called happiness and uh it's been i mean i I play it a lot um it is literally happiness it embodies happiness it's it's great but they're going on tour they're coming to america i didn't think they were going to i get to go um and yeah I, i feel like they're um they're going back to like their Black and White Era, which is like uh, two albums ago. Um, it's the album that had chocolate on it. I forget. I think it was just self-titled. Yeah, it's just self-titled. Um, but yeah, so they're going back to like their roots, and they're just the best band in the world, and that's all. Um, yeah, so I've definitely been um, engrossing myself in their music again, which I always am, but a little more so the last a little couple. Bit more intentionally, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I wasn't there to like top 2% listeners. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a pretty big guilt. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, (laughs) yeah. I think you're a pretty big deal. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Everybody go and check out the new 1975 stuff. Um, If they're coming to a, a town or city near you. I almost said if they're coming to a theater near you, <laughs> as if they're a film. But I, That'd I, be great. Lot, I bet you a lot of the concert venues are probably theaters as well. But um, where I'm seeing them is actually a theater. So. I got you. Yeah. So there you go. If the 1975 are coming to a theater near you, <laughs> um, then for sure go check them out. I bet that's an awesome show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great. Um, okay, sweet. Yeah. So, good. so um, yeah, we've had um, yeah, we've had a pretty positive soapbox there. We have a more um, um, I don't say like explore- to be mean. Say exploratory <laughs> soapbox with yours, Alyssa. Yeah. Visiting yeah. the Aragon series and just kind of. Uh, Listen, trying to be open-minded and stuff, you know. When we busted into that half-price books the other day in search of the Aragon <laughs> books, the poor cashier was beside herself with joy that we were yeah. reading them and said that they are some of her favorite books from childhood. And I didn't have the heart to say, <laughs> I'm rereading these to see if they suck. Oh, <laughs> so, oh ma'am, I'm hate-reading your childhood. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, yes, I feel like I owe it to that wonderful, wonderful person who works at Half Price Books to go into this with an open mind. <laughs> That's true. Shout out to Half Price Books. They got some good stuff out there. 
They have wonderful employees. I've never had a bad employees. experience with an employee at Half Price Books. Yeah, they do. There's that one who works at, I won't say the specific one because I don't want to like out anybody, yeah. box anybody in real life. But um, there is the one employee at one of the Half Price hoaxes we're close to um, who like, he's very tall and he's like English. And like, I always forget that he has a British accent whenever I go to ask him a question mm-hmm. until he talks to me. And like, I don't know, it's like being surprised by a British accent is always very nice. It's yeah. just, it's, you know, you go up here just like, hey man, you got like this book. And he's just like, oh, chap, I'll, I'll nope. ch- check and find out. Nope. God save the queen. I'm nope. just like, oh, wow, that was really nice. <laughs> really nice interaction. Being surprised by a British accent <laughs> is always great, unless it's my, fun, my husband mocking British. I wasn't mocking them. It's a really nice accent. It makes me happy. It makes me feel all warm inside. I'm glad. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Anyway, he is cool. He does a great job. Yeah. Um, Hey, hey, anyone! If you're if you're a franchiser of a half price books location, um, you should give that guy a raise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know his name, so I can't help you there. But he's the he's the very tall man with a British accent that should narrow it down pretty well. Um, should give him a raise. Yeah. And half price, half price books employees in general, like. I have never witnessed this myself, but I know that there are people who go in there and cause a ruckus when they're trying to sell their books or their records or their movies or whatever, and they're not getting what they think they deserve for it. And, like, that is literally not the employee's fault. It's literally a database that they have to put things into. Like, I'm sure. I'm sorry that you're tattered copy of Stephen King's Bleak House is only giving you four cents and not the ten bucks that you paid for it. I am, I am sure that um, that um, Josh, um, our other fandom correspondent, I'm sure he has had a host of similar kind of experiences at his job. Um, where it's just like, what do you mean my three copies of Joe Dirt on DVD only... <laughs> <laughs> are only worth one dollar um, if that <laughs> if, if even that yeah. high pitching man that's <laughs> <it's> real <laughs> yeah that was like the high point of the economy you could get <laughs> three dvds of joe dirt for a dollar um, <laughs> but ah uh, the economy <laughs> oh, i guess the economy. moral of this soapbox that we kind of took over is be kind to not even retail. Would that be retail? Maybe every retail and say it's retail, yeah. Be kind to people in public. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be nice. Yeah. That's the main thing. Ninety-nine percent of the time the problem that you think a person is causing for you is not actually that person's fault. Unless they're driving and they're being stupid about it. Yeah. Then it's their fault. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You can be mean to bad drivers on the road. Al, All do right. you have a soapbox? Um, 
I kind of have one. Yeah. Um, it's like a pretty recent one. Um, and like, it's not very serious at all. Um, I guess to kind of put a date estimate on when we're recording this episode, um, a new Dungeons and Dragons book, um, like just came out this week. Um, I think it was released on Tuesday. Um, I have not gone and picked up a copy of it yet. Um, I just haven't had time to go to A plus, um, and get my books, but, um, but it's a new book. It's revisiting an old setting that we last saw in the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons, I want to say. So it's been a while. Um, but um, it's a new Spelljammers book. Uh, the basic idea of it is that it kind of blends um, the traditional fantasy themes of Dungeons and Dragons into a more sci-fi kind of like a space-esque kind of adventure. You've got like your own ship that like travels through like the sky and you can go visit like different planes and realms that are basically different planets and stuff like that. It introduces a lot of new kind of elements and stuff. It's really cool. Um, and um, like a majority of things that happen within the Dungeons and Dragons community, um, everybody hates it. Um, to the point where, and this is kind of the heart of the soapbox I'm getting on, is that when I checked the um, the forums and the subreddits and stuff that I go on for Dungeons and Dragons, um, when I checked that, there were like eight trillion posts about how terrible the new Spelljammers book was and how it's utter trash, how it doesn't provide any real good kind of guidelines or materials for DMs or players or things like that. Um, and I was checking these forums on like my lunch break on the day the book came out. And I'm just like, there's no way all of you have read the entire book in like the three hours it has been available to go get. There's no way. Like there's, there's absolutely no way you've done this. Like you may have been able to pick up the book and skim through like the first like half of it or something like that. But like there's no way you've read enough of this book or play tested any of the material because it is a game that you're supposed to play and see how it goes. There's there's zero chance you've play tested this book to see how any of it like actually feels in a real game. Um, so like I think like what's been on my mind a lot this week is how like that stuff happens a lot with like a ton of different things, right? Like that always happens in Dungeons and Dragons. It's just a characteristic of the community at this point. Um, there is it's kind of like star wars in that way like you won't find hardly anybody who hates dungeons and dragons or than the fans of dungeons and dragons but um but like you see this a lot you see this a lot like with 
comic books um, where like you'll go to your comic book to get your brand new comics that just dropped that day and there's some there's some dude in the shop who's just like oh you're picking up that comic well I know for a fact that that comic sucks and it's just like oh really because it's only been live for half an hour <laughs> so, so I don't know how you know this, but you are incredible at reading comics very fast and absorbing everything there is to know about them because you have an opinion on every comic that dropped today. Um, and like you see that a lot with comics, you see that a lot with like films and TV shows. I've seen that a lot of the the discussion that revolves around like, um uh, the new shows that come out or the new films that come out i saw this a lot when people online would talk about um uh or love and thunder is that they would say all these things they'd say all these very generalized kind of statements and stuff and they would be responded to with like well what did you think of this scene instead that i thought was really good and eventually they'd just be like okay well i haven't actually seen the film yet but I know for a fact that it's the worst MCU film that's ever been made. Like, <laughs> you see this all the time with stuff. And, like, we just, we as fans of things need to have a higher standard of, of withholding judgment on something until you've seen that thing. And, like, I don't think this applies to, like, everything on, like, a universal scale. Like, there are some stories that are told that, like, from the outside, you can immediately tell, like, oh, okay, that, like, that sucks. Like, that story has, like, outright elements of, of racism or sexism or homophobia or something like that. And you can tell from the outside, oh, okay, that's, like, a prominent thing. I can tell the kind of people who are really into that tells me all I need to know, and that's not cool. But as far as discussing, like, the quality of something, especially the quality of, like, something that's a smaller piece of a larger series or something that can't really be judged until, like, you spend some time with it or practice it IRL, like, I just, I just don't think you should have an opinion on something that, like, you haven't read or watched or played. I 100% agree. And like, I th- <laughs> and like, I think that's a reasonable, like, soapbox to have. But, like, God, you see that all the time. To the point where, like, it feels like there are way more people who are very loudly opinionated about a project or about a thing who don't know anything about it. <laughs> and, like, that just, like, totally dominates the discussion. Because the people who are willing to, like, experience that thing and spend time with it and think carefully about it um, aren't taking part in the conversation because they're busy engaging with that thing, right? And so, like, suddenly the discussion and, like, the zeitgeist about a thing suddenly becomes, oh, well, like, um, everybody said that... You know, the new Dungeons and Dragons book sucks, or everybody said that the new horror film sucks. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's what, like, everybody who didn't actually 
reader watch that thing says because everybody who enjoyed it were is he actually reading it or playing it or watching it and so I don't know it just sucks I know there's like an easy way to like address that like it just is really annoying <laughs> but um, yeah that's all there really is to that is to just if you're gonna complain about something at least have like spent some time with the thing you're complaining about yeah also they have humanoid hippopotamuses in this book yes that is pulled straight out of one of my favorite childhood movies treasure planet and i am here for it yeah so uh, they introduced on the spelljammers book officially reintroduces um the oh and this is already a controversy filled thing because the race is spelled like g-i-f-f so is it gif is it GIFs? Is it, <laughs> what is it? But um, yeah, they reintroduced them. They're just big old humanoid hippo, old boys, hippo boys who use guns and like yeah. drive spaceships. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. If you think that the book that it came out of just like has to suck without having interacted with any of it, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what I can do for you. Cry <laughs> my space hippos out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Come catch these hippo hooves. <laughs> hippo feet. They got like the big hippo feet claws. They kind of sploosh out, kind of like um. Come catch, come catch this splooshin. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. On that note. Well, I anyway. <laughs> I think your soapbox is done. Anyway, come I, catch this pollution. I agree. I think my soapbox is done. But, um, that's where I'm going to cut you off. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, y'all. Um, yeah, this episode, it went a lot of places, but, um, that's kind of the intention of these yeah. is to just kind of like chat and just kind of see what's on everybody's mind. Yeah randomly tag the creators slash owners of some of the content we're talking about just to confuse them. There you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just no sure. explanation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, the Dungeons and Dragons guys at Wizards of the Coast are getting enough uh, tags right now talking about Spelljammer stuff. But <laughs> well, maybe they'll like this one then. I, I think your space book looks super neat and i am excited <laughs> to use it I think, <laughs> thanks wizards of the coast i think your hippo people are the best hippo people ever <laughs> um but yeah um thanks everybody uh this has been fun uh we're gonna try to do one of these like every week if we can um and it'll just kind of have a rotating cast of us and possibly some guests uh, just kind of talking about whatever's on our mind um, it's kind of y'all's opportunity to get kind of a um an inside kind of laid back look at who we are when we're not um doing a more um structured form of podcast and stuff but um i'm sorry i talked too much no 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 you are great i thought you talked a perfect amount yeah um but yeah everybody um if you enjoyed hearing our insane ramblings about various stuff, uh, then we do other shows as well. We do Star Wars, uh, EU or EU Review. That's the one I do with Jacob. 
um, Jacob and Josh do Brothers with Issues, where they're talking about um, a bunch of um, the event comics um, that are coming out right now. Uh, we've got a whole slew of other shows coming up uh, that Jenny and Alyssa and other combinations of uh, fan correspondents are going to be covering. So we got all kinds of stuff coming up. Um, so if you enjoyed any of this, then be sure to, um, to hop on those other shows that we do. Um, and remember that fandom is for everyone. Unless you hate unless hippo people. Yeah. Then it's not unless for you. you're just mean. It's in just which not case, for you. <laughs> you're probably a miserable person. Get better soon. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't deserve the hippo people <laughs> for being mean. But um but yeah, that's about all there is, y'all. Um this is Al s- signing off. Bye, friends. Deuce, deuce. Deuce, 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 baby.